Newsletter, December 2020. Jupiter, Saturn, and a changing world. All eyes are on the sky this month. As most of us probably know by now, Jupiter and Saturn come together and form their every two decades conjunction on December 21st. And this time they really come together. They stand only one-tenth of a degree apart. That's really close. They won't blend into one star, as some people have erroneously said. You will still see two points of light, but it will be a striking sight, something you may have never seen before in the sky. How close is one-tenth of a degree? Here's a way to visualize it in advance before you can actually see the real thing. Hold your arm straight out and stand your pinky finger straight up. The span across your fingernail is about one degree. One-tenth of that, it's really close. Hey, but what if it's cloudy on the night of the 21st? Have you missed the whole thing? Do you have to wait another 20 years? Well, it's both worse than that and better than that. The next Jupiter-Saturn conjunction occurs in October of 2040, but it's just a pale version of this one. The two planets are then much further apart because of declination, how far up and down relative to the equator they are. And, and, and they're somewhat lost in the sun's glare as well. They're closer to the sun. 20 years after that one, they're at it again, another conjunction. But once more, the conditions are similar to 2040. All of that is the worse than that side of the equations. What about the better than that? Start with the fact that this is a slow dance we are watching. Jupiter and Saturn are already really close together. Right at the beginning of the month, on December 1st, they're only separated by a little bit more than two degrees. Hold your middle three fingers up against the sky at arm's length. That's about five degrees, so less than half of that, which is close enough to be strikingly beautiful. Now, like everyone else who pays attention to the heavens, I am awaiting our once-in-a-lifetime moment on December 21st. But again, who knows about the weather? There's uh, another date that may actually be more memorable and more lovely, December 16th. On that day, Jupiter is closing in on Saturn, standing only half a degree away, just half the breadth of your pinky. Uh, what promises to make the view magical that evening is the moon. It will be in its pretty waxing crescent phase and just five degrees below those two planets. If you are lucky enough to be under dark skies, you'll see Earth shine softly illuminating the dark portions of the moon, and the whole thing will be glorious enough to put tears in your eyes, maybe an, an even more memorable sight than the conjunction itself only five nights later. Still, may the whole Earth be blessed with clear skies on the evening of December 21st. That one will be the moment for the history books. By the way, as most of us know, the conjunction will happen right at the beginning of the sign Aquarius. Meanwhile, on December 21st, the sun has just entered Capricorn. That puts the sun about 30 degrees away from Jupiter and Saturn, just one whole sign before them in the zodiac. They're very close together, in other words. The, the Sun and Jupiter and Saturn. So the Sun sets, then Jupiter and Saturn set. They follow it down. They're very close. What that means in practical terms 
is that you want your lawn chair set up facing west just after sunset. People who say, let's catch the conjunction later tonight, will be disappointed. It will be over by then, at least in terms of our ability to see it. Like most astrologers, I have explored the meaning of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in a lot of detail elsewhere. You go to my website and enter Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the search engine, you'll see three different talks I've done on the subject. I don't want to rehash any of that material here. Instead, I want to take a longer, more historical view. These Jupiter-Saturn alignments happen every 19.85 years clockwork. Usually there is just one exact conjunction, like this time, but sometimes due to retrograde motion, there are three of them all happening within a few months. One interesting feature is that these alignments cluster for a couple of hundred years in fire signs, and then 200 more years or so in earth signs, then air signs, then in water signs. The transition from element to element in these cycles is a bit blurry though. For example, after two centuries in earth signs, there were three Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions happening between December 1980 and July 81, all in the air sign Libra. But May 2000 brought us a conjunction back in the earth sign Taurus. Our current one is of course in the air sign Aquarius, even though a lot of the action occurred in earthy Capricorn. The bottom line is you get a couple hundred years in earth signs, then air signs, then water signs, then fire signs. It's a big historical cycle, obviously not very directly relevant to individuals, but it sure leaves its mark on history. The astrological community is indebted to Richard Nolley for posting a whole lot of technical material on his website. Uh, here in the text version uh, of this newsletter, I'm including the table of Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions starting in the year 1425 and going to the year 2219. This is all on, on Richard Nolley's website, uh, www.astropro.com. A-S-T-R-O-P-R-O dot com. Uh, let me explain what you're seeing here if you're actually reading the text. And for those of you listening to the podcast, if you're really interested in this subject, you should probably click on the text version of the newsletter and, and just have a look at the table, even if you don't want to read the words. Now, mostly the listing is straightforward, giving the dates of the conjunctions, their exact degree positions, and the element in which they took or will take place. You may notice that some of the dates are italicized. I do that only with the triple conjunctions, where the two planets come together three times over a period of a few months. Um, the first entry on the table is a good example of that, as Jupiter and Saturn form three alignments in Scorpio over a period of six months back in the year of our Lord, 1425. Glancing at the table, you can easily see the blurry clustering of conjunctions and successive elements over these cycles of around 200 years. I say blurry because after entering a new element, there's usually a throwback conjunction in the previous one, that or an early harbinger of the next element before the old one really gives out. On the table, I've labeled those throwbacks as out-of-quality conjunctions. At our present point in history, 
we are staggering out of a long cycle of Earth sign Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions. We had a taste of air in 1980, then back to Earth in 2000. With this conjunction in Aquarius, we are entering a solid air cycle that will carry us right up to Halloween 2219, with one early taste of water in 2159. What we're seeing here is messy, but the basic pattern is ultimately clear. These conjunctions form long cycles in specific elements, then they make a halting transition into a new element cycle. The term mutation conjunction is often used as we enter a fresh element, but once again, there are often a couple of different candidates for which conjunction gets that title. Looking at uh, Richard Nolley's table in broad impressionistic terms, we have a water cycle that ran from approximately 1425 to 1603. What do we have actually happening then? Well, the Renaissance, for one thing, a great flowering of watery human imagination, not to mention the exploration of the world via sailing ships moving on water. Now, water gave way to a fire cycle running approximately from 1603 to 1802. And we had 200 fiery years of war and conquest and colonization, dominator culture, fire signature. Now, fire gave way to earth, running approximately from 1802 to either 1980 or today, depending on how you define the mutation conjunction. And what did we have? The Industrial Revolution which was driven by fossil fuels and metals taken from the bones of the earth itself. We have an epoch of building, building, building. You can easily feel the earth signature and all of that. Now, earth gave way to air. Again, either in 1980 or 2020, depending on how you think about it. Our current air cycle which is unambiguously underway starting on December 21st, will last for another 200 years or so. And what do we have? Well, this is a good time for me to invoke that reliable cliche, what does the fish know of the sea? But certainly, the familiar term, the information age, is profoundly and obviously relevant to our moving under the wings of the air element. But air is not just about cell phones and microchips. Here are some words I wrote in the book of air. Air is what connects our hearts and our minds to the world around us. Astrologically, but also in plain speech, it is the linking element, telegraphing an endless stream of information to us and letting us send a few telegrams in return. Air makes a mockery of the delusion that we are separate from each other, or for that matter, from anything else. Air connects. It is what allows us to pay attention and perhaps to create some good reasons for other people to pay attention to us. Well, that's the end of the quote. Humanity is becoming literally more crowded and more interconnected in so many ways. The pressing question is, can we listen to each other? 
can this new renaissance of the air element beginning this very month herald a vibrant, creative future for the human race, one with maybe a little dollop of Star Trek social culture, not to mention some Star Trek technology in the mix. Can a simple, airy interest in each other replace some of this terrible Pluto and Pluto-squaring Eris rage and the current need to constantly make everyone else wrong somehow? Can we get past that? I, I don't know, but air calls us to that interconnectedness. I've never claimed to have a crystal ball. But one thing is certain. With the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius on December 21st, we are entering the uncharted territory of a new and far more airy world. One look at the table, and you can see that this principle has never failed to be true in history. It has worked for centuries. It will not fail us this time either. So point your lawn chair to the West on the evening of the 21st and let your faith bring faith to those who doubt that humanity can create a new future worth living.